You're listening to the Armbray Academy podcast. You're listening to the Armbray Academy podcast. You're listening to the Armbray Academy podcast. Welcome, I'm Megan, and this is Armbray Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. Today, I'm here with Steve Clark, the head of school at Armbray. We discuss the pillars of Armbray's culture, fostering well-rounded students, rigor and what that looks like at Armbray, and the plans for the future. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey to Armbray and where you where you started? Just like that, huh? I guess so. <laughs> Just jump right in. Okay. Tell me about your journey to Armbray and how your experience has um, framed your pedagogy. Right. Good question. So um, basically, it's been 28 years. Uh, I've worked in public schools, independent schools, private schools, you know, public school systems, different systems. Um and I've held lots of positions over the years, like rookie teacher and coach and lots of department headships and directors and uh, positions and things like that. So um, I've been very intentional I, about accumulating the right kinds of experiences that I I think I needed to come to a place like Armbray, which is a P to 12 school. So having been the head of a, a lower school and the head of an upper school, I think that really prepared me well for for this role uh i hope <laughs> and uh in in terms of how that shaped my pedagogy as a, i think as a teacher um i've worked uh really hard to build relationships with my students as i think that students i i used to teach uh, chemistry and computer science so sort of challenging t- topics for some students so i think I think kids, they want to work hard if uh, if you have a good relationship with them. They want to work with you and for you. And I think it, uh, you know, you can talk about the art and the science of teaching and, and how that impacts your pedagogy. But I think right at its core for me, it's about relationships with kids and just making it fun and relevant to them and relevant to their life. How would you describe Armbray's educational philosophy? What would be the pillars that embody the school culture? When you come to Armbray, like when you first come through the doors of Armbray, it's an undeni- there's an undeniable magical quality about the place, isn't there? Like Absolutely. You, you there's a of, feeling that you can't really describe. Yeah. So when you talk about pillars or you talk about pedagogy or philosophy, it's maybe not something that you can measure or quantify necessarily, but you can feel it. And so I think at its heart, Armbray does a terrific job of making kids feel like they belong. So I, I, I spoke a few minutes ago about relationships with students. And, and I think part of, part of being in a relationship with someone is feeling safe, right? And feeling like you belong to each other. And I think uh, Armbray does a terrific job of making kids feel like, like they belong. And so... I think that's one of the pillars, if not the the main pillar. And, and I think that uh, other other things would come into play. I think there's a strategic focus on on in engaging kids and sort of encouraging their curiosity, challenging students to push themselves. I think um, exposing them to a wide range of of classroom experiences and co-curricular experiences, so they can find something that they might be passionate about and just. And those are all intentional strategies that do exist. But I think at the core, 
the the secret sauce, so to speak, for Ombre is the that feeling of you know we belong together. Yeah. Yeah. What's your view on rigor, um, and how do you see it applied to Armory Academy, and and maybe what's the difference between between hard and rigorous? A lot of um, prospective parents, when they come in, they they tend to inquire about, well, is it a rigorous program? Is it a rigorous school? So, what's the difference between Armory's rigorous program and maybe other other independent schools? Another good question. Um, I would say that uh, well, first of all, uh, the difference between hard and difficult. Hard is. Um, Lots of things can be hard, like, you know, math can be hard or, or, or writing that essay. It was a 4,000 word essay. Was that ever hard? You know, so individual tasks or learning something complex can be hard. But I think rigor refers to different levels of thinking that are taking place in the classroom or that teachers are requiring students to, to kind of do. Really, you talk about Bloom's taxonomy there, like there's the lower levels of of I, I have to know something, I have to understand something, and then maybe apply it to a new situation. So, and, and that's a big deal. Like a lot of classrooms spend a lot of time in those three ways of thinking. So teaching kids to know something, it's really great if they then they understand it and then you can get them to apply it to a new situation. Like that would be where most, I think, most teachers and most kids spend most of their time in the classroom. The higher levels of thinking, so if you move up the taxonomy, then, then you're asking kids to take a look at something and and sort of analyze it. So there's analysis, then there's evaluating what I've just discovered. You know, I've just done some analysis here. What do I think of that? And then creating something new. I, I guess the highest order of thinking is, is creating something new, right? Mm -hmm. So you've gone from knowing it, understanding it, applying it, and then you go evaluate, analyze, and create. And I think that's where we try at Armbray. We try to push the thinking into those higher order levels of thinking. Yeah, and you, and you frequently use a phrase when we're talking about enrichment and our programming and how, how it goes, is it deep and wide? That's how you describe Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of parents are looking, it's, it's very easy as a parent to say, uh, you know, I want my child to be challenged. So I want my child to be introduced to more topics like further, faster kind of thing, right? Yeah. So my child's in grade seven or my child's in grade eight, and I'd love for them to be introduced to topics in grade nine or grade 10 or whatever it is. And I, so I think there's a misconception about rigor and we confuse rigor with, uh, well, there's two, I guess there's two things that we confuse rigor about. One is, you know, the old fashioned way is give kids more stuff to do and less time to do it in. That's rigor, but that's not rigor, right? And the other thing that parents confuse rigor with is further faster. And at Armbray, we're more interested in going deeper and wider. Yeah. So, uh, you know, taking a topic and running with it. So you're going, it's it's like that, you know it, understand it, and, and you apply it. Okay, now what? Let's stay with that topic, stay with that theme, and let's go to the next level, which is, analyze, evaluate, and, cre and then create something new, right? Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes into my next question with with homework and, and what Armbrace philosophy is on homework. I think that's all interconnected, and um, I'd like to hear what you have to say about homework. I think with the youngest students, of course, this year is a little bit of a different year, isn't it? Uh, um, and so we've really tried to 
especially early on in the school year, we really tried to take the temperature down just because we were coming back in the middle of a pandemic and we weren't really sure what that impact was going to be on on folks just from a, you know, just from a psychological standpoint, right? Like, because a lot of the protocols that we have in place, it took us a lot of emotional energy, didn't it, to, mm. to kind of stick with them? Yeah. So we really tried, we were intentional about not assigning a lot of homework, but if you're if you're asking me in, in general what we're aiming for, I, I would say with the younger students, so you know, primary to you know grade four, I think what we're really interested in is having them do as read as much as they can. Like reading is a big focus, yeah. and and I think um, so. Depending on their age and stage, you know, reading with mom and dad or reading with a family member um, or being read to by a family member, I think just engaging with literacy and developing a love of reading, I think is key. Is key. Um, we try not to assign homework just for the sake of assigning homework. We're not, we're trying not to assign busy work. Um, it, going back to, you know, going back to Bloom's taxonomy or back to the rigor concept, it, you know, if um, older students like upper school students, we fully expect them to go home and, and, and be engaged in, uh, at this point, they're self-sufficient. They're independent. They ha- they know what they have on the go. They have projects that are in essays and and formal labs and things that are kind of that they're in the midst of, and they can gauge their own time and and manage their own workload. So we expect them to have things to do when they go home at night. In the middle school, uh, I would say we want to push kids. If we're going to assign homework, we want to push it into the application stage, where they're not just repeating like it's not drill and practice. If we're going to send something home, we want them to move up to that, at least that third level where they're, you know, they know it, they understand it, and now they're applying it. Mm. Um, yeah, I would say homework should be kind of pushing that third level of thinking uh, if we're going to send And purposeful, home. not just signing homework for the sake of signing yeah. homework. Yeah. Okay, tell us your name and what grade you're in. Avery in grade two. Okay, and Avery, what do you like about Iron Gray? That that we get to learn so much good stuff. What are your thoughts on homework? Hard. You think homework is hard and do you like doing homework? Yes. Why do you like doing homework? Because I get to do it with my mom. Nice. If you could describe Mr. Clark in one word, what would you say? Nice. My name is Addison Edwards, and I'm in grade five. And what do you like most about Iron Gray Addison? I like that everybody gets a chance to be a part of the community. And what are your thoughts on homework? I think that for homework, kids should be able to get done what they can get done. And if you could describe Mr. Clark in one word, or two words, what would you say? Mr. Clark is kind and funny. We talk a lot about our graduates being well-rounded students once, once they leave Ironbray. What, what does that look like for us, and what does that mean? Great question. Uh, I think... Uh, Armbray strives to um, to graduate kids that have been exposed to a wide range of uh, 
you know, topics and ideas in the classroom, but also a wide range of activities outside the classroom. So we're really hoping to uh, to build engaged citizens, you know, th- kids that want to get involved in things. They want, they, they're curious. And basically their go-to is, I want to know some, I want to know more about that. And I want to get involved with that as opposed to spectating. Right. And so I think well-roundedness at the heart of well-roundedness is an awareness of, of what's out there and the need to get involved. What do you think motivates students today? Yeah, good question. I, I think it depends on the age of the pupils. And I think that uh, <laughs> if you're talking about young students, uh, very, very little motivation is required, right? We see them every morning out front when we're greeting them at the front door, don't we? Yeah. We, we say, hi, good morning. They jump out of the car and they're just raring to go. No motivation required. So I think as a teacher, you kind of consider both intrinsic and extra extrinsic motivation factors. And I think, I think intrinsically students are wired, they're wired to be curious about things and, and they're always going at some point during their day, they're going to, you're going to introduce them to something that they get excited about. So I think there's a natural curiosity. I think interest in a topic is important. I think some kids really get excited about the challenge of solving a problem, right? And I th- and I think, you know, back to what we were talking about when, um, about my own pedagogical philosophy, I think you as a teacher, um, if you can somehow make it relevant for the child, then they're intrinsically motivated because it resonates with them, yeah, like absolutely. something resonates with them. Extrinsic factors would be, um, you know, they want to do well for their parents or they want to do well because there's, you know, they're in a competitive class of peers Mm -hmm. and, and maybe they want to please their teacher. So there's lots of different ways that kids are motivated, but I would do, I would divvy them up into those two kind of categories. Categories, Yeah. yeah. So we've been in in a pandemic for almost a year. It's been a crazy year. And what have your, what have been your major takeaways? Our kids really love our school. They love coming to Armory. They do not take it for granted. Our parents love our school. And I've, I, re- I rarely use this phrase, but I, I think that Armory almost has a, a, a sacred place in their lives. It's that important to them. And I, and I think it comes back to that kind of magical quality about the culture, doesn't it? Where you, you just feel it, you know it. And, and when you're there, you're, you're in it. And I think they, they, they're hungry for it. And I, so I think what the pandemic has done, well, for all of us, for everyone in society, but it's made us all more grateful for the things that are important to us in our lives. And, totally. and that's kind of, that would kind of be how I would characterize the impact of the pandemic on our community. What are your goals for Armbray in the next five years? Where do you think where do you think we're headed? I would focus on building on the strengths that already exist at the school, and we've mentioned straight up the culture, and I think that's an Armbray one strength. I think we need to preserve it, and I think we need to build on it, and uh, I think we can do that because our our school the population of our school is becoming more diverse, and I think where we can build on it is is in the areas of equity and diversity and inclusion. I think we I think we we want to do that. We are capable of doing that. 
We can do that and we must do that. I think also continuing to focus on what I call signature programs or, or you know, uh, we've, we've done a great job even during this pandemic of add, adding to the breadth of our programming, but we can continue to do more and we need to expose the kids to as many opportunities as possible. So w- whether it's, you know, in the academic realm, whether it's f- a focus on math or English or um, coding or robotics or, uh, you know, focusing on creative thinking and problem solving, like w- we can, we can do that and we must do that in terms of the arts, um, you know, visual arts, music, drama, we, we really, we can build on, on each of those areas. For example, in music, we can, we could branch out into vocal and band and strings. Uh, there's lots of opportunity there in, in all areas of the arts. And I think we can make it a, a real virtue for the school. Uh, athletics too, like a, as a small school, there are small school sports that we can excel in like volleyball, like basketball, like rowing, like cross country or track and field sports where you don't need a football team of 60 kids, you know, where you can, you can compete with the best. Small but mighty teams. You bet. Small but mighty. So I think those would be uh, some of the program or the signature programs that I would like to focus on. In terms of growing the school, uh, Megan, I think our ideal size is not much bigger than we are now. I think it's around 300 providing those kids with great facilities. You're, you you, you want to build your breadth of curriculum. You want to breadth, build your breadth of, of co-curricular offerings. But it would be great to have things like a dining hall, a learning center, you know, a fitness uh, center. It would be a focus of mine over the next five years to to help the school build these spaces because I think physical spaces and environment really has a lot to do with, with your learning, doesn't it? So you just shared a, a few of Armbray's goals and where you think we're headed, but if there was one main area that you think we're going to focus on for the next for the next little bit, what do you think that is? I, I mean, I would come back to the culture piece, Megan. I would, you know, the 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 magic of Armbray is that um, the kids and the parents really feel like they belong. You know, we talked about that a wee bit, right? And if I were to boil it down to one thing, like where do I want a Armbray to go, it would be that we have a culture like that where we look at each other and we say like, we belong here, you belong to me, I belong to you. And I think um, as the world becomes more diverse, um, that's going to be really important for all of us to, to take that approach. And I think, so I think of it is, it is a big part of who we are, but I would love to intentionally make sure that it's at the forefront of, of who we are. So, yeah. Thank you for listening to Armbray Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. For more information, go to our website, armbray.ns.ca.